What's good, everybody? I'm here with another edition of BK Talks. And in this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about college sports. Uh, More specifically, uh, my take on the name, image, and likeness rules uh, that should be going into effect for college athletes. Now, before we begin, I've just got to fully lay out my team allegiances uh, at the start. I am a college football and a college basketball fan. I am a fan of Syracuse Orange football. I'm a fan of St. John's Red Storm basketball. Um, But in general, uh, over the years, I've watched a lot of college sports from different programs around the country. I was one of those guys who did a lot of late night channel surfing, catching Pac-10, back then Pac-10 basketball games or Pac-10 football games. Mountain West basketball games because I was a big recruitnik too. Guy who was kind of trying to find out who the next big collegiate stars were going to be um, in my early 20s. Uh, over the years, of course, with work and family obligations and commitments, I'm not able to really sit down and watch games all day long. So, uh, you could say I've fallen off a little bit, but I do still pay attention to college sports and I still keep track of the players and you know the uh, season preview guides and the websites and all that stuff. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a big college sports fan. Uh, the name, image and likeness rules present a really big opportunity for athletes that uh, have historically not been able to cash in on their uh, fame. Until that they became adults. I mean, well, until they, not adults, until they became professional athletes where they'd be able to sign deals and make money legally without having any kind of issues with the NCAA. Uh, Because historically, they've made money for everyone else except for themselves, at least above board. And and, uh, instead of the under the table stuff that has been going on at different programs over the years. Uh, this presents an opportunity for them to, you know, develop, you know, different angles for advertising uh, and ways to, you know, create contracts and business deals that they can then turn into dollars for themselves. Or in the case of some really uh, entrepreneurial athletes and creative types, they can build brands and businesses for themselves, that will serve them well beyond their athletic primes and well beyond any uh, any years that they might be able to play a sport. So I'm I'm very favorable uh, in terms of the name, image, and likeness ruling. Uh, I will concede this point to the people who are uh, detractors, people who are against it. Uh, this also does present an opportunity for the sharks to come out. You will definitely see people taken advantage of uh, by strangers who have these uh, get-rich-quick schemes and these brilliant business ideas that they want to pitch to an athlete, and from even family members uh, who might have a business already, and now they're looking to get their nephew or their cousin or their son or their daughter or whoever to... uh, to use their name and image and, and attach it to it, you know. But 
you can't really fully prevent that because the regular student on the college campus who's involved in some kind of marketing and business, uh, they're, they're also susceptible to being taken advantage of. It is my hope that there is some kind of a safeguard that gets created to prevent or minimize the, the likelihood of these kinds of situations where maybe a, a company promises a player, hey, I'm going to pay you this, this much to do three TV ads for me. And the next thing you know, the, the company folds and refuses to pay the player uh, you know, according to his contract. And the player has to go through all kinds of legal hurdles. Uh, and, you know, that costs money uh, to get, get money uh, from those companies. So I could see something like that also happening. But I, I feel like the potential for positive outcomes uh, is greater than some of the negatives that will that will uh, undoubtedly occur. Now, as a college football fan, I think about some of the more, more recent guys who missed out on a golden opportunity to, to make money from the, the first minute that they stepped onto the college campus. I'm looking at a guy like Trevor Lawrence with his, you know, look, his, his long flowing hair. He's a tall guy. I feel like that was a golden opportunity for that man to walk into Clemson and walk right into some kind of a deal with a, a shampoo or some kind of hair care uh, product uh, company. That he was tailor made for these kinds of rules, and I'm sure you're going to come across other athletes. Uh, maybe a, a an athlete that comes in with this insane, this incredibly fit physique. I'm sure these supplement companies would love to get a a foothold into one of these big big uh, college football programs, like a like an Alabama, or like a Clemson, or like a. Uh, Georgia, even though they're not the powerhouse per se, but they, they're a big name program. They're a power five program in a, in a major conference. I'm sure a supplement company. Uh, look look back at, uh, man, the name just eludes me right now. There were a couple of guys on the USC football team years ago, linebackers, who were like, they look like pro wrestlers with their, with their uh, physiques. One guy's from Jersey. I, I don't know if it was Greg Toll or if it was someone else, but... Uh, but there, there were players over the years who would have definitely capitalized on these types of, of arrangements. They would have been tailor-made for these kinds of arrangements. So I kind of feel bad in that regard that these rules couldn't have come about sooner. Uh, but now I am, I am very much looking forward to seeing how the modern-day athlete, especially with the, their social media presence and how uh, easy it is for some guys to parlay their personalities into large followings and how that translates into advertising deals and, and, and other kinds of business uh, plans and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. Now, as a Syracuse football, plan, football fan, uh, I really don't know how this really affects the, the program I follow and whether or not it will uh, help, you know, or if it pre presents a, uh, an advantage for some programs over others. Uh, but I was listening to the college, to the uh, Solid Verbal, uh, which is one of my favorite college football-related podcasts. 
Uh, and they mentioned something about the Nebraska football plant, football program uh, attaching itself to one of the local restaurant chains, if I if I remember correctly. And I think that will be the kind of angle that some of these programs in smaller states in the so-called flyover country uh, will be able to facilitate and put together. So maybe, I think up in Syracuse, they have the dinosaur barbecue. You probably can see something like that where maybe a star basketball player or a star football player uh, does some ads for dinosaur barbecue or Maybe you have an athlete sponsored by a specific restaurant or, you know, they give them caps to wear in the post-game press conference uh, or, you know, different things. Maybe they appear on uh, one of these TikTok ads repping the companies or product, you know, product placement in their in their live streams. There's, There's a world of opportunity that's available to the modern day athlete, uh, considering what uh, technology we have available to us right now, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. And probably the as a as a sports gamer, as a guy who to this day <laughs> still plays the old college sports games, because after 2009, I want to say the 2K8 game, uh, the college hoops 2K8 game. And the NCAA basketball 2010 game, which I think came out in the year 2009, uh, they uh, they weren't able to make any more college basketball games. And the college football series for EA Sports lasted until the 2014 iteration. So beyond that point, we haven't had college football games. So... Me, I'm not a super hardcore gamer uh, or anything like that. I don't play as frequently now as I did as a kid, but I'd still very much update my NCAA 12 football game. And I still, you know, take the players from that game and put it into the Madden 12 game just to have a little bit of a continuity. And that that is enough to fulfill my sports gaming appetite. And it does give me an opportunity to kind of study some of the teams because if I'm updating rosters and stuff, I'm taking a look at players and teams from around the country. Uh, But with the new name, image, and likeness rules, and with EA already saying that they're going to come out with a college football game uh, sometime in the future, this opens the door for the return of the NCAA football series. Uh, That's a, a widely popular football series over the years. I remember back on the, in the PlayStation 2 days, uh, in the forums days, where people would, you know, have memory cards for sale. Uh, I, I wish, I think Brian Linder or DT Linder or something like that, back in the, the old web forums days where people would uh, communicate uh, on forums for their specific interests you know, he would be a guy who sold you. He would update the rosters in the game, name every player in the game for all the teams, and then you know make memory cards, or you could mail him your memory card, and he'd 
send over the file to you or and i think they had also like dex drive saves and all kinds of ways for fans to update the game have the the real life rosters named rosters and the fans would be able to share those rosters with one another and then uh once the uh was it the x i believe the xbox 360 era is when they developed this kind of portal within the game where you could upload your roster files and make them available for other people to, uh, like the 2K share in the 2K series, the visual concepts uh, sports games. You you had the ability to upload and share your roster files, your created players and stuff like that for different games. So there's always been a, a strong market, a strong diehard fan base uh, for the college football and college basketball games. Um, I mean, everyone knows the pro sports, but in certain areas of the country that don't have pro sports, they have large college uh, programs. That, that that becomes the king. That becomes the main thing that's going on in town. And I mean, just thinking about my own experiences playing these games, you had people on forums sharing pictures of athletes gear like in-game gear so that you can try to replicate that in the game files in in the save files like it was that hardcore that in-depth that devoted and i'm sure once those once the new games come back the operation sports which is a a forum uh, that i've visited in the past for game save files for the college hoops series uh, they'll be buzzing uh, with with the uh, files that are going back and forth between fans and stuff like that. And honestly, I, I'd probably upgrade my console because, I, like I said, I don't game as much now. Uh, so I still have a 360. I have the Xbox 360. And the current game that's sitting in there right now is NCAA Football 12 because I'm in the midst of actually creating a draft class file based off of a lot of, the, well, the 2022 NFL draft, the next year's, the upcoming draft, uh, based on projected uh, prospects, eligible draft prospects for the 2022 NFL draft. I'm creating my own uh, save, my own uh, roster save, so that I can simulate a year of the college football game and then get that draft class out so that I can imported into the Madden 12 game. Uh so that's how <laughs> that's that's how into the weeds I am with this particular game. So uh if we're able to get another NCAA football modern day game and a, uh, a new NCAA basketball game uh in the next few years and I'm definitely going to upgrade my console to whatever the current uh, generation is cuz I'm about two generations behind. Uh but this would be huge. This would be really, really huge. It would be uh, new uh, if you could have actual player likenesses directly and explicitly in these college football games instead of it being implied. Instead of the nameless guy with the same jersey number as uh, college player A with the same height and weight and same handedness and same skin tone. And in the case of some of the football games, the same hometown or general state that they came from. Back back in the day, the players were basically 
basically they were the real life counterpart of of an actual player without the name. That's how in depth <laughs> that, that those games were, and those players were not able to get paid. This presents an opportunity for the NCAA, for the uh, EA Sports to pay the players, which I think they were wanting to do after the Ed O'Bannon, Sam Keller uh, ruling um, that essentially killed the NCAA football uh, series. Uh, but I think they, they wanted to pay the players, and then the NCAA kind of put the, the stops, put the brakes on that. But now with the name, image, and likeness rules coming about and multiple states already having their own regulations in place, I think it does open the door for the return of the NCAA football and basketball games, uh, but with the full endorsement of the players that are going to be in those games. Of course, there'll be some other issues that they would have to work out because uh, pro athletes, they have athletic uh, associations and player unions that help kind of negotiate terms and to ensure that certain guys get in the game and they get compensated for being in the game. It's the uh, Northwestern football team tried and and attempted to unionize a few years ago. Kane Coulter was like uh, one of the guys behind that, former quarterback for Northwestern. And I think that got shut down eventually. So right now there is no real uniformed uh, board or uh, union in place that would help negotiate any terms or so they probably have to go to each individual player or maybe there's some kind of commission that gets created to ensure uh, that players get compensated for being in games and stuff like that and who knows that might even present even more conflict where if i'm star player a and i don't consent to be in the game uh, i won't be in the game unless i get a certain amount of money maybe that person becomes uh the infamous number 99 the way uh back in if if you're old enough you remember the old nba live games where jordan wasn't part of the i don't think he was part of the nba players association so he he always had a not always but he had a stand-in in a lot of the ea sports games in particular the live series games uh where uh he wasn't in those games and i think charles barkley was another one so they'd have this generic player number 99 or something like that with the similar height and weight. And that was basically your, your stand in for the most notable player in basketball at the time. Uh, so maybe you'd have something similar like that in the college football game, or maybe they just completely omit that player and you, you create them yourself and put them in the game, which would likely happen. Uh, but I'm still very optimistic about the, opportunities and the possibilities that would come about so at this point man i don't think i can really say much more um i'm trying to think of any other talking points and issues that i've seen discussed regarding name image and likeness i know that a lot of people talk about the inherent advantages that the larger programs would have but that those things those advantages are are already in place <laughs> because if you're Alabama, you're already seen on TV more often than South Alabama. Uh, if you're Notre Dame, you're the only team in the country who has all of its games 
nationally televised because you got the NBC deal. And then whenever you play other teams outside of uh, not on NBC, you're going to be in some kind of a prime spot. So all of your games are <laughs> are in front of the, the largest possible audience. Uh, meanwhile, other teams are kind of confined to regional coverage and they don't really get to be seen uh, outside of their local area. Uh, unless you're one of those guys who are going to be watching games on the on the little pirate streams or you might be able to pick them up on satellites or different packages or whatever. But yeah, some the advantages are, are already there for the large programs and uh, that's not really going to change. But at least these players will be able to get compensated for their efforts. And maybe, and maybe if some of these smaller schools have... Uh, business opportunities and connections that allow certain players to get paid, maybe they'll be like, all right, maybe I don't go to Alabama uh, where I'd probably be a star, but I'd have to share the spotlight with another player. Maybe I go to another school where I'll be the star and I'll be able to maximize my uh, name, image, and likeness and maximize my revenue for while I'm there. Uh, So you never know. I think it could work in either direction. In terms of uh, that, uh, I, I don't see how it hurts the power programs uh, and I don't see how it deepens the advantages that the teams already have, because I think those advantages are not going away regardless, unless you impose some kind of uh, uh, external limits on to the number of players that they can bring on, you know, that they would only have to face and not other teams, you know, so that there's, there's nothing that you can really do. Uh, program's going to have to catch lightning in the bottle the way that some of these mid-major basketball programs uh, have been able to do over the years. And then that's going to be your, your come up. That's going to be your way to kind of uh, climb up the rung and attract more players. So uh, overall, I'm very much in favor of the name, image, and likeness rules, and I look forward to seeing how this thing turns out.